You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Hey, everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morenci. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between uh, throwing it down on the wicked uh, Wednesday as it has been uh, very wicked for the Montreal Canadiens who fall short against the Philadelphia Flyers. Special teams has been the difference maker tonight in the National Hockey League uh, playoffs so far. Overtime has also been a theme of uh, the playoffs so far as we're into this second round or whatever the hell you want to call it. NBA playoffs can't get here soon enough. The hostilities and the tensions are starting to grow in the bubble uh, right now. And uh, the tensions are probably going to start to grow a little bit more in the coming weeks now that NBA players have found out that they can't bring their Instagram side model dime uh, pieces into the bubble. Although I don't really know how they're going to test. Like, it says you need to have a, a significant relationship with somebody. Yeah, whatever that means. Um, but uh, nevertheless, uh, things getting heated in the bubble. Jimmy Butler. And, hey, what a shock, man. Chris Paul's in the middle of something. Nah. Nah, no way. Chris Paul. Chris Paul uh, gets along with everybody in the NBA, doesn't he? Like, the, the only person that Chris Paul gets along with is that dude, like, in the Allstate commercial that, like, uh, he's in. The guy from The Office. That's like the only, I think that's like the only friend that Chris Paul has, actually. Or, you know, besides the Oklahoma City Thunder players, Chris Paul's actually fit in uh, pretty pretty well uh, there. So, it's been a wild uh, day in the National Hockey League. The National Hockey League is uh, really just sort of taking center stage uh, for us. We do have the NBA playoffs around the corner. We're going to jump in, but nothing beats Stanley Cup playoff hockey. The Boston Bruins and the Carolina Hurricanes, they did the same thing that Tampa and Columbus did. They played a bunch of overtime uh, periods. They didn't go five. They went two. Boston wins 4-3 when it's all said and done. The New York Islanders were down two pucks to none. They came back on the Capitals. Colorado had a t- hard time beating uh, Kemper, but they finally did, and they beat them a bunch of times in a row. They they score three. They win 3 nothing. Montreal Canadiens fall short uh, 2-1. St. Louis and um, the Vancouver Canucks is going to be a battle. All right, We got two teams that are big dudes to play similar styles of hockey that are crashing and banging. Some of the NBA playoff matchups are starting to fall into place right now as well. We're hitting that. We're going to hit some PGA. The Raging Redhead can't do it. going to step up in it. Cameron Babano. Sports Rage late night. Thank your rage. Sports 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. I'm a rageaholic. <laughs> I just can't live without Rage <laughs> Sports Rage Late Night. I am Gabriel Moranzi. 844-843-6879. It's hard to believe that it's already the Wicked Wednesday edition of the program, uh, but it is. And it's hard to believe that a full slate of NHL hockey uh, has nearly uh, come to an end, uh, but it has. Uh, we got some PGA golf. Uh, in the morning, uh, man, it feels like just, I don't know, it feels like yesterday, actually, that Morikawa just won the PGA uh, Championship. Paris Saint-Germain, crazy comeback uh, earlier today. Juan Soto um, smashes a baseball that uh, nearly left the stadium. Uh, you know, Juan, Juan Soto's baseball is doing what everybody else is doing, leaving New York uh, right now. Um, Indians have some drama because of the the the, the coronavirus. and. <laughs> A couple of players went to a bar and then lied about it to the team, actually, and flew with the team. Uh, so, yeah, a lot, lot of stuff. A lot of stuff uh, to get to. Oh, yeah, Giannis gets suspended for one game, a game that he wasn't going to play in. You should have suspended him for at least one playoff game as well. So, in other words, he got a free a free headbutt in. Uh, let's bring in the raging redhead Cam Stewart uh, right now. A lot of stuff to get to uh, tonight on the show, but Cam's going to share some golf. Uh, picks uh, with us on his uh, Wednesday marathon. What's up, Cam? Yeah, what's happening, Marenzi? I just got my eye on this uh, uh, St. Louis-Vancouver game. I got to tell you, man, almost a beautiful night in baseball. I was doing that in-game live show with Walsh, and uh, when the Jays were down eight runs, I got them at 13-1. to one. They tie it up and lose. Classic. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a rough... Uh, yeah, that, that's rough. Well, at least we hit our team total. That's what I liked about the yeah, team total. Yeah, I didn't yeah. have to worry about the win. Exactly. We hit the team total at <laughs> yeah, over exactly. over four and a half. Yeah, tough tough loss to come all the way back uh, like like that and uh, and fall short. We're on. Um, you know, hey, it is it is what it is. It, you know, the Blue Jays are an erratic uh, baseball team, right? Like, I think we we should start looking at the team totals a little bit more than we have been uh, with this team. They're going to find yeah. themselves in a lot of high scoring games. And especially out in this ballpark too, uh, in Buffalo, it's not the biggest. Uh, it's not the biggest yard. Um, so you know, crazy night in the National Hockey League, in which 
It's pretty clear, and it's amazing to me that teams just are so stupid, and they do it anyways, but I get it. It's tough. It's very tough not to take penalties when you're out there, but, man, these these games are so evenly matched on five-on-five. Five. Like, you, you see, man, the Montreal Canadiens and the Philadelphia Flyers, every time there was a penalty, that was the difference. St. Louis and Vancouver, every time there's a damn penalty, pretty much, it ends up in the net after the fact. Like, players need to be responsible. Like, you know, the Montreal Canadiens, they were right in that game with the Flyers. Listen, Hart's a really good goalie. He's even better than I thought he was. But there's some room upstairs, and Suzuki nearly beat him upstairs. He hit the crossbar. But I knew when early in the game when Jonathan Drouin was just, he slashed somebody, and it was because he got beat on the play, and it was just a lazy thing to do. And, bro, you're not playing in a queue anymore. You can't do that in a, in a Stanley Cup playoff game. You ended up in a box, and then, boom, the Flyers score. And you know what? There wasn't really a lot of difference between the Flyers and the Canadians. Penalties are the difference, Ken. You can't take stupid penalties in the playoffs. You just can't do it. You can't do it. No, you, no, you can't. I'll tell you something, too. The goaltenders in that game put on a clinic. If you want to see the saves that Hart and Carey Price made there, that was unbelievable. The fact there was only three goals scored was wild. But you're right. Stupid penalties. And you know what? one of the teams that actually got through that today was the Island, uh, the Islanders. They were getting jobbed by the referees early in that game. It was it was shocking, actually. When I was on with Pharrell early, we couldn't be, believe it. Just a march to the penalty box, Islanders, Islanders, Islanders. And you see, Gabe, that's how things change in that game. Two to nothing, a real cheesy goal. The opposite was Holtby, right? He was on fire early. They couldn't get anything by him. He whiffs on a shot with his glove. And then after that, no confidence. Ding, 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 ding. Here come the Islanders. Very resilient team, but you're oh, I right. That I also have to say, I think the... Yeah, and the referees I brought it up on yeah, game time decisions to... that Holtby played the puck, and that, that was the problem. Carey Price, as well as he played, the second goal was a direct result of Carey Price. He went behind the net. He played the puck for no reason. He didn't have to do it, but he passes it like two feet to his teammate who's in an awkward spot who you know has a flyer on him who ends up, the puck ends up at the blue line and back in, and ends up back in front of the net. And it was all a domino effect of Carey Price playing the puck. I called it on game time decisions. I said, hope he played the puck. He didn't have to. And next thing you know, it's in the net. Um, tonight, Markstrom on, on, uh, on Vancouver. Same thing, dude. For whatever reason, he plays the puck. Like, dude, goalie, stop leaving your freaking crease all the time, man. Like, I'm really getting pissed off I'm about not. this crap as an underbetter. <laughs> like, dude, you're not a defenseman. And if you're going to play the puck, then zing it off the glass. They half-ass weak these little little twibblers on the ice cam, and it puts their defenseman in bad spots. That was how the Flyers scored. The Canucks nearly gave up a goal like that. Holtby copped up a goal because he caught the puck. He played the puck. Stop playing the puck. Stop the puck. Don't play it. Stop it. Yeah, I don't know what it is with these modern goalies. It's like they're bored and got to be got to be a part of the action. I'm watching this now, right now. Same thing. Markstrom, don't play the puck anymore. He's horrible. Like he's a good goalie, but man, the way he plays the puck, he, he's he's awkward. He's flipping his stick. He doesn't know what he's doing. You're right, and it puts the defenseman in bad spots because these guys are in a rhythm, and then they have to stop and go. What the hell is this goal goaltender doing right now? He's screwing me behind the net. Yeah, he almost he almost did it again. This guy really needs to stay in his cage, but. Hey, man, I'm telling you, a lot of these games, 
you don't, you, they should be unders, but they go over. It's what we talk about too with the referees and the special teams, guys. It's a di- it's a different world right now. These referees are not, not putting the whistle away. No, no, no. And that's the thing is for 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 the Tampa Bay for the Tampa Bay Columbus game. You saw that Atkinson got mugged. No penalty on that play. These guys actually called it like a playoff game. So the inconsistency between game to game. Some of these refs, and most of them now, just call it like the regular season, whereas once that game with Columbus and Tampa Bay got real tight, the referees just threw away the whistle to say, basically, you got to kill somebody for us to make a call. And, uh, yeah, that's the way it is, buddy. Yeah, these five and a half, they look real tempting, but you got to be careful because there's so many damn penalties. All right, uh, Cam, so let's get into uh, get into the golf. Kind of flying under the yeah. radar with, with everything that's going on, especially a post, uh, post-major tournament uh, like this. but. We've identified a couple of spots. We talked about it earlier uh, in the day. And, you know, Webb Simpson, Webb Simpson is only 10 to 1, yet he's been dominant on this course uh, over the years. Eight, um, eight top 12s. Eight top 12s in the, last, uh, in the last 10 years on this course for Webb Simpson. So, he, you know, he's going to be in the mix. But we were talking about Webb Simpson. Listen, he's the favorite at 10 to 1. Yeah, you can get him top 10 at plus 110. And uh, you can get him top 20 at uh, minus 145 uh, as well, both of which provide some pretty pretty nice prices right there. I also like my main man, Harris English, uh, to be uh, to be top 20. That's plus 160. You talked about Chez Revy. I don't have a problem with him at top 20, at plus 200 either. And Jordan Spieth. I like Jordan Spieth, top 20, plus 200 as well. Yeah, I got, a, I got a lot of those guys. And the best thing about top 20s is, you know, in the top 10, you can only play like maybe a few guys, but top 20, you can add a few more guys. And you talk about it, all of them plus money. Look at the, look at the list of these guys that I like. Your guy, Harris English, plus 160, I'm betting it. He's in great form right now. Top 20 in a major in this field, Harris English at plus 160. Don't be surprised if the Georgia Bulldog is there on Sunday. Brendan Todd. Hey, he might not win every time on Sunday. The guy's won two tournaments. Nobody talks about this guy, and he wins on courses like this. All he does is keep it in play. That's the thing. If his putter is even mediocre, he could be there, plus 200. Then we got Kisner, plus 270, Morency. He's another guy. Charles, don't call me, Matthias Schwab on the European Tour. I watch this guy a lot, plus 380. Ims, plus 220. And my boy, Neiman plus 310. Those are all top 20 bets. I love them all. And you see it, Gabe, top 20. Look at the prices you're getting on these guys. Fantastic. I'm scrolling right now on FanDuel. I'm looking for a top 20 price on my boy, the the boys of summer, uh, Henley. Oh, Henley. Yeah, Henley. He plays well in this tournament, too. Great course history there. Great yeah, course history. I'm looking for a little outside, a little top 20. Kind of, You know, I know, listen, not putting well right now, uh, but he's, he's striking the ball well. We'll hit this on the other side. Sports Trade Light Night continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. 
And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Change it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Portrait late night continues. I am Marenzi, 844-843-6879. Shout out to all of our radio affiliates uh, kicking it uh, with us. And I know there's a lot of you. We've got people tuning in all over the world, uh, actually. Um, you know, literally from Mississippi, Alabama to, um, to like Frankfurt, Germany and Berlin and every, everywhere else in between. Everywhere else in between, including Vancouver. Uh, a lot of listeners uh, in Vancouver. And, of course, the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, taking on the St. Louis Blues. We knew coming in that these two teams were very similar. You know, the Canucks would like to be what the Blues are, uh, so to speak. And, you know, hard-hitting, physical, good hockey game. Uh, good game, going to be a good series, just like that uh, Montreal Canadiens-Philadelphia Flyers series going to be good. So, you know what? All these series look like they're going to be pretty good series. Is actually all very close, tight games. We're talking golf and uh, hockey right now with the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart. We'll bring uh, Babano in right now. One of the ice guys. Uh, we'll talk some NHL with Babano. What's up, Babano? How you doing tonight? Hey, Marenzi. Great to talk to you. Cam, you t- hope you're doing well. C- Gabe, happy 50th, 50th birthday. Uh, great to see you just being able to go away, have some fun uh, there in San Francisco. If you're going to San Francisco, be sure to have some sports rage when you're there. I hope you enjoyed it out there in the Bay Area, buddy. <laughs> We appreciate that, but Ben, I'm not really sure what that was, but uh, we, we, that was we good. It was good. Yeah, we appreciate it nevertheless. I don't know if you saw. Did you guys see my picture outside the full house? I was looking for Jesse. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that one. Everywhere you look, everywhere you go, no, a thing to hold on to. I remember that show. Oh hey, my thanks. God, this guy. But Ben, that's what karaoke night again here today. Oh, yeah. I, like that yeah, I, gotta take, I gotta take this guy to karaoke night game. Holy jeez. Yeah, we went to uh <laughs> Yeah, so we went to uh that street. I don't know, I, I keep forgetting what it's called. Painted Ladies. So it's like Painted Ladies Street. And yeah, it's like the full house intro, but over the years it's been a lot of shots and stuff like that. So there were literally like hundreds of people there. There was literally like hundreds of people hanging out, and I realized like, I went right up, and I started, like, looking in the window. I will admit, I was pretty drunk, too. I'm looking in the window and stuff, and the place is empty. That that whole block is empty. It's, like, uh, it's owned by the city or something, because there's so many tourists that go there. Like, they can't have people live in there. Like, I'm telling you, it was literally hundreds. You wouldn't figure that it would be constant like that over the stupid full house house, but it is. <laughs> the Mrs. Doubtfire house is right down the street, too. Nobody really seemed to care for that one as much. Did you find <laughs> Sally Field? Was she there? No. Wow. What? The Mrs. Doubtfire House. The what, Babano? 
You didn't see Sally Field there at the Mrs. Doubtfire house? Oh, I would have been disappointed. No, she doesn't live there, Brianna. No, no. Like Sally Field, no. no. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> she doesn't live there. Uh, um, there was a Robin Williams tunnel, though, actually. Yeah, the Mrs. Doubtfire house was like pretty much right down the street from the place. There was a few people like taking quick pictures, but it wasn't the same as like the, the full the full house thing. Though there's a park right in front of it, so like like people actually hang out there and stuff. Like it's it, it was quite the uh, quite the uh, quite the scene, uh, so to speak. All right, so but Banner, what do you make uh, here? Let's let's get into. So what do, what do you think of the third period here? It's it's rare we can get uh, we get a live pick. Oh, six nothing Dodgers as well. Good stuff. We're on we're on the LAD there. Uh, so who do you think pulls the game out, uh, Babano? And let's be rapid fire here, please. Not a description of the uh, the uniforms and the rosters. <laughs> who do you like in the third period, Babano? Well, I hope Vancouver because I took them before the game started. And I actually like the way they're playing tonight. I don't like the amount of penalties they've taken. I, I, I don't like some of the breakdowns they've had defensively, but their power play has been good. Uh, so far tonight in this game. And, and I was worried about the Blues tonight in game one just because they looked so flat in the round robin portion and weren't playing all that well. And Jordan Bennington, before the pandemic and, and in the round robin, you know, his goals against average in his last eight starts is above four. You know, he hasn't looked sharp. So I thought it was a good spot for Vancouver here in game one to maybe pounce on this Blues team who might need a game or so to get ramp it up to playoff level. Uh, and I think they're live. I mean, it's 2-2. It's anybody's game. Stay out of the box. Their power play's working. Uh, I like Vancouver. I would take them at plus 125 or plus 130. That's what I'm seeing the live line right now in terms of money line on the Canucks. Not quite rapid fire, Cam, but 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 for Cameron standards, that's not bad, I guess. Right? I was going to say, like, yeah. Yeah, but the intermission's only 15 minutes, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> That's as short as I'll ever be. <laughs> Cam, third period. Yeah, yeah, Vancouver. I need them. I need them to cap off a parlay. They were uh, nice price before the start of the game. I'm with you. Uh, they, they've been with the Blues every step of the way. If Markstrom just does his job, they'll be fine. But Ben was right about Bennington. He's still Bennington, but they could add a couple of shots where he got real lucky, where they just missed. He's been out of position a few times. Give me the Canucks, Gabe. I need it for to cap off a parlay. Um, we'll see what happens. If they can get a lead, maybe I'll hedge out a little bit on the Blues, but I'm on the Canucks. Let's rock. All right, so um, but we'll get into the the early hockey picks. Uh, before we let Cam go, but uh, Cam, so what do you, what are your golf winners? I'll shut up. And uh, so, what what are your golf winners? Yeah. A couple of props for the players that want to follow and tail you're out here right now. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate that, Gabe. Yeah, I, and the thing is, just because it's the Wyndham Championship, I see opportunities in this tournament because Brooks Kepka's coming in a little bit beat down, and Webb Simpson's good, but he's a short price, right? So we already like him at the minus 145 for top 20, but these are outright wins, and we'll give you a couple live, too, on Friday that we can take you into the weekend with. But we're going to go with Sunjai M at 34-1. to 1. He hasn't been playing great, Morency, but the price seems to be creeping up, and in this field... And the style, of course, that he plays in the Bermuda grass and JM is a good pick at 34 to 1. Good price. Brendan Todd, I talk about this guy. 40 to 1 is a wicked price for him. He's a damn good golfer, and he almost wins against the best of the world. In this field, also, it's a short course, precision iron play, putting. That's his MO, 40 to 1. Chez Reeve, I love this week, 50 to 1. There all the time. I think he'll be knocking on the door. I like him to win this tournament. That's a wicked price for him. I thought he'd be less than that. Joaquin Neiman. 
65 to one. I can't believe this too, Gabe. Great young player. He's a very, very solid player, but we hear more about Morikawa's and BD Shambos, but Neiman's kind of like on the, the 1B out of those guys. He's, he's got good. He's won a, a tour tournament before, and I think he can handle it. At 65 to 1, that's an incredible price. Two bombs for you. Henrik Norlander at 75 to 1, and the bully from different strokes. What you talking about, Willis? Taylor Gooch. The Gooch is after me. Arnold used to complain to Mr. D. The Gooch is on the loose. Taylor Gooch, 150 to 1. <laughs> Blow it up. What you talking about, Mr. Drummond? Um, what you talk about Willis <laughs> love you know, it Willis Willis is the only one alive isn't that crazy yeah Think you thought that. he'd be the first one house. dead exactly this is, Garrett. this is Garrett's done Conrad Bain Mr. Drummond he's done I love Conrad Bain Kimberly died favorites. what was right it's yeah. weird some of them I know their real names some of them I know their character names Dana Plato. Bam. Dana Plato. Dana Plato. Yeah. Yeah. Dana Plato. Dead. Mm-hmm. Poor, poor Gary. Little Gary one passed away. Um, yeah. Gary's Remember, gone. Dude? They're all, they're he, all gone. Uh, they, he, Willis. And, and you're right. He, and Willis is the one that actually got shot outside of a crack house. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's got Don't a bullet you? And he's got do, a bullet do you remember the episode? Straighten him up. <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah, you remember the episode of SCTV where they came from another planet? It was Conrad Bane with a piece of cabbage coming out of his head. Zontar. Oh, man, one of my favorite SCTV skits. (laughs) Conrad Bane rules. He was on SCTV for a while. God, that guy was amazing. I have those episodes on videotape. I still watch sometimes just to make myself howl. That guy rocks. Conrad Bane, underrated. I'm still freaked out to this day by that episode with Mr. Carlson from WKRP, man, when he tried to, like, abuse little Dudley. Remember Dudley? (laughs) Oh. (laughs) I know there are good sitcoms out there today, these uh, guys, but if I'm a millennial... If I'm a millennial, I gotta. I would recommend anybody that's, you know, in the 20s or beyond the time. (laughs) Yeah, but I would recommend any of them. Watch... Yeah, watch some of these sitcoms from the 70s and 80s because there were some great shows back then. I watch, I've watched them. I, I mean, I'm 35. It's not like I'm a young guy. You're the only guy I know who wants to be older than he is. <laughs> like, like me? Like, I'd like to go back. Like, you know, like Babano wants, like, like, like you know what I mean? So like, do uh, I. I, some of the yeah, mistakes like, I, I made. Yeah, I could. I'm like the opposite. I want to go back. I wish I'd be younger. Yeah. I don't want to tell, oh, yeah, I'm like 70. <laughs> I like the bad. I'm trying to speed up the death process. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm the opposite. Yeah, yeah. No, no, you, I think you're right <laughs> around that. I don't know, like, the, the, the border, Babano. I think you might have missed the border, like, just barely of millennialism. I don't know, though. <laughs> I don't I know. see right, Lisa Babano, in the so... chat saying, Boban old. Yeah, Boban old, yeah. Well, I mean, old, yes, I, yes, I, I, I'm, I'm acting older than I am. I agree with you. Well, hey, Gabe, he does like soup and fish and chips. I know. I That's know. a and senior his hair, move. His hairdo. His hairdo. Like, Babana, you got cool hair once, and you were all freaked out by it, and you went back yes. to the old man do. Like, you, we told you. We're like, hey, yeah. Yeah, brill cream. Hair. Yeah, you went right back to the brill cream. I like his brill cream look. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Slick back Magruder works for me. Slick back Magruder works for me, yeah. Is it working yep. for you though? That's Put on the question. bill cream, buddy. Yep. <laughs> yeah, this guy rocks. <laughs> yeah. 
I remember yeah. when I had. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Gabe. I got a parlay for tomorrow before I get going, too. Uh, Vegas, yeah. Vegas, uh, Vegas, Tampa Bay, and Dallas on FanDuel is uh, plus 350. Put that in a three game parlay. Vegas, Vegas Tampa, Tampa Bay, Dallas. Woo! What are you, Captain Chalk suddenly came? I don't know, bud. <laughs> no, a parlay. Parlay. Plus 350. All parlay. Yeah, yeah. I've got to parlay the chalk. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Camped out of here. He just took himself out of the game. Before, before I go, he came on Game Time Decisions. <laughs> SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. My name's Bobby and I am an addict. Hey, Bobby. Hey, Bobby. Hi, Bobby. You know, you folks aren't here because you're gamblers. You are here because you are terrible gamblers. Okay, Bobby. These folks don't need to stop doing what they're doing. They just need to get better okay. at it. Sports Rage Late Night continues. We're just talking to people in, in the chat. Um, yeah, during the break, we'll step into the chat. I don't get distracted during the show, but I should keep my eye on it just because it's a bunch of psychos. Uh, yeah, we're just uh, we're missing the Big E, Eric Cohen, and uh, Ian Cameron Babano is with us right now. And Babano, like, used to be a listener, was a li- longtime listener and viewer of our shows, of like all you know of these shows. And like, I swear, Babano, you've taken a piece of everybody. You got like a tad of like uh, you've got a tad of Teddy, you've you know Cam, um, me. You go down the list, Cohen. Like, you're a real sponge, Babano. <laughs> Yet, um, I brought up the, um, I say, you know, you remind me of, like, a lot of things you you bring up. Oh, yeah, yeah, my 22 years in the business. Like, Cohen, you've been on the air for six years, bro. Yeah, but I've been watching sports for 22 years. You haven't been in the media for 20 years, Cohen. All right? <laughs> I've been in the media for 18 years. I started in 2002. What's he doing? Is he still at TSN now? Like, like people always, like, add these things. And, like, the point spread, like, for the Super Bowl, like, everyone in the world would have the same number for any game, all right? But he couldn't help himself. And, and you, you, you're you, you the same way, but better. Spread is seven points. You got it at five somehow. <laughs> like, oh, well, no, I bet this. I bet it out a mystery book four days earlier before everyone else did. Well, I got it before the number came out. And, you know, um, um, so, yeah, we, we almost have to get Cohen and you on at the same time. It would almost be overkill, uh, but yeah, yeah, we've we've got to uh, <laughs> yeah, we've got to get. The good thing you know, he didn't have the... me talk about Houston San Antonio yesterday in the NBA. I would have told everybody I got San Antonio plus one when they closed minus five. Yeah, right. That would have been another one on the on the on the belt. Yeah, <laughs> see, see, see what I'm saying? But that's uh, that's exactly exactly what I'm saying. All right, uh, so. Big Will says he loves the Babano roast. Not really a roast. It's not a roast. Not a roast. No. Oh, no. Roast opinion. means, um, yeah. Well, I guess it's roast somewhat is good. It's a roast, light roast is great. Yeah, it's a I love roast. Light roast. I love roast. I love well, roast against light... me. I love roast against anybody. It's for fun. It's for chuckles. It's for smiles. It's for jokes. 
There's nothing uh, malicious about it, Big Will. I love it. But I thought because, and thank you for the the the, the birthday wishes. But I swear, did your tweet say, uh, you know, we've been working together ten years? I'm thinking, I'm like, I'm like, man, ten years ago, it's a long time ago. Like, I ten years ago we were doing the score party, <laughs> right? Like, just thinking, there's no way in hell. Like, no, it hasn't been it hasn't been ten years. But then I remembered. I was like, oh, it's from Abana. I was like, oh, yeah. he he added six years. He pulled, it's like, Cohen, in my 25 years in the sports business, it's like, uh, Cohen, like, yeah, you went to a hockey game 25 years ago, right? Like, now you're, the, you, you guys, you guys are the best. All right, so let's, let's get into the, uh, let's get into the, um, the earlier hockey here, uh, Babano. Wow, so Columbus and Tampa, these guys played one of the long, what, what was, what was that, the fourth longest game in NHL history? Uh, so, uh, five, yeah, Eunice Corpus Allo made years. the most saves of any goalie in NHL history, beating Kelly Rudy's old mark in that 87 Stanley Cup playoffs with the New York Islanders. So Corpus Allo is now the NHL leader in playoffs, uh, in save, most saves in a playoff game uh, after yesterday. Yeah, so, um, so the Tampa Bay Lightning win. Columbus were gutted after the game. You could tell, like, it, you know, listen, anyone that's, Anyone that's ever played any sport before, no. Once you get in that deep, there's no turning back. You know what I mean? It's like you don't want to lose that game. Like, because it takes so much out of you. You've got to at least get something out of it. Like, you got, there's no moral victory in losing in, like, six overtimes. There just isn't. It just sucks. You know what I mean? Like, it's almost like a, it's like a baseball game. You know, like, once they get into the 17th, 18th inning and stuff, like, teams don't want to lose. Because it's like, man, we've already ruined, like, you know, the rest of our week for this. So we better win this game. Um, I'm curious to see. Listen, Columbus are resilient as hell, though. So I'm not saying they're done or anything. But I do think if Columbus would have won that game, that Tampa would have been done. Tampa would have just been, oh, my God, we're screwed. We can't beat these guys. Like, you know, the sky is falling. So I think that was a massive win for Tampa. I don't like laying 80 cents, Babano, but I do think Tampa wins game two personally. Who do you who do you like in the game? Well, more than anything, I'm looking at the over five in this game. The side's tough because I agree with you. It's it, I I don't think I could back Columbus, but the thing a that I caution half. everybody about, yeah, the five so and a half. Five, five, I still like half. it over either way. It's yeah, I mean, I like it's it a either way. Five and a half minus 145 to the under. Uh, plus 125. You see, Babano can't help himself. It's five and a half. <laughs> but he likes the over, I'm so he's staring at five. Bet 365, and it's five. Yeah, it's bet, at Bet365, has got five minus 135. So that's what I was looking at. But no, five and a half's okay. Five and a half's okay, too. But to me, the concern, like, people are going to knee-jerk to think that Columbus, after that game, is going to be devastated. They're going to be demoralized. And there's going to be some truth to that. But Columbus has already shown it just in this playoffs alone already in the Toronto Maple Leaf series. Remember, they blew the three-goal lead, and they lost in overtime, and people thought, wow, how are they going to regroup from this in Game 5 with the series on the line? And all they did was come out, play a really, really strong, complete game. You know, They took away uh, the top players of the Toronto Maple Leafs. They played a complete shutdown game. Their defense, Wierenski and Jones uh, in particular, were outstanding, uh, and they end up shutting, shutting out the Leafs, winning that series. So they showed that they can respond to adversity and bounce back from a really, really gut-wrenching loss. The problem is, mentally, I think they'll be fine tomorrow, Morency. Physically, I'm not sure. 
Like you look at the box score and you look at the minutes played by Seth Jones and Wierenski, the top two defensemen, 61 minutes on the ice for Wierenski, 65 minutes on the ice for Seth Jones. I'm not worried about them mentally. I think they're going to have the right mindset. Like it's not going to phase us. We're just going to come back, play our game. It's physically what I worry about, especially with those two defensemen and Tortorella relies on those two guys. Big time five on five power play, penalty kill. They play in all situations. When you play that many minutes in a game and you got to come back and play two days later, you're going to make physical mistakes out there. You're going to be slow afoot a little bit and winning those foot race situations and battles for a puck. You're going to take more penalties probably because you're just not feeling it. The gas tank's not where it should be. I worry that defensive blunders could end up costing Columbus here. And I think that's what my premise is in looking over the total is in this game. And same with Hedman and McDonough, two of the key defensemen on the Lightning. They played 50-plus minutes in that game. You're going to see more blunders. You're going to see more mistakes. I think you're going to see a few more penalties. And again, with this total of 5.5 with plus money in most spots, I think it's something worth looking at. I'm staying off the side, but I think defensive blunders and miscues and mistakes because of fatigue of the game one marathon, it really could show up in this game. By the way, Vancouver just scored. They're up 3-2. All right, so the Chicago Chicago Blackhawks and the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas are minus 210 in the game right now. And, you know, listen, man, Chicago beat Edmonton. But whatever. Edmonton suck, all right? Like, Edmonton, whatever. They have a couple of flashy players. They don't win. They never win. They're terrible defensively. And you're seeing Chicago's, like, was suddenly massively exposed for who they really are in reality. There's different levels to this stuff. And Vegas are just clearly better. Vegas aren't screwing around either. I don't know. If, I don't, I'm not saying Vegas win the cup, but Vegas beat teams that they're supposed to beat. They took care of business in game one. They'll take care of business in game two. It's minus 210, so it's not easy, uh, but um, I, I wouldn't take Chicago here. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I, I'm Vegas surpassing this game. I mean, they only got barely 20, not even 20 shots on goal. Corey Crawford was not very good either, and, and if Chicago's going to have any chance in this series, he's going to have to play a lot better than he did uh, in game one. Uh, against the Golden Knights. And to be honest with you, Vegas missed a lot of chances. They probably could add more than just the four goals they ended up scoring. So it was just a poor performance all around from Chicago. I know my buddy Alex B. Smith on the Ice Guys is a big Blackhawks fan. He's sick and tired of this team screwing around on the power play and just the completely uh, just awful power play. And he's set up and there's not enough player movement. There's not enough puck movement. Everybody's stationary. That's driven him nuts for months. He's ranted about it many times to me. And it's true. It really costed them a couple of chances to get back into that game the other night against the Golden Knights. And Leonard was very solid. Leonard's got a little bit of, I think, an axe to grind as well, Marenzi, with Chicago, because that's the team that traded him at the deadline to the Golden Knights. Uh, and he'd love nothing more than, you know, leading the Golden Knights to a win well, against I the Blackhawks. Kind of, I do think they did him. They did him a favor, Babano. It's not like, yeah, like they, they screwed him over. Like, yeah. They, no, but they, I, I, it's, not it's like true. You're going to a better like, team. They, they, yeah, they did him yeah. a massive favor. They, they were actually helping him out by doing it. You know, it's not like he doesn't yeah. like them because he got traded. Like he, they actually like they they did him a solid by doing what they did for him. Yeah, they put to, to gave him to gave him a better chance at a Stanley Cup. You're right, you're absolutely right there. But still, the team you used to play for, they they, they traded you away. There's still a, a party that wants to get it, get them back for it. 
I tell you what, Vegas is a really, really good-looking team. I mean, their defense, they don't get talked about. Shea Theodore, Braden McNabb, Alec Martinez, they got him from the Kings who won a Stanley Cup there. That is a good blue line right now. They have a ton of forward depth. Max Pacioretty, getting him back for the playoffs was big. I was on Vegas puck line, Vegas team total, over three and a half in game one. I would probably come right back to those same two bets. I mean, I think Chicago's in some real trouble. I'd also take a shot over the total in this game because it was six and a half that stayed under in game one. Now there's been an adjustment. It's six now in game two. I think Chicago with desperation factor sets in. They still have Kane, Taves, Kubalik, Saad, a lot of offensive weapons. I think they'll find a little bit better footing offensively in this game. Uh, so I'll go over the total in the game, and I'm, I'm going to go right back to Golden Knights puck line and Golden Knights team total over as well. All right, Dallas and uh, Dallas and Calgary. I don't know how the, I had the under in this game. I don't know how the hell it stayed under. Actually, it was three two forever, and uh, it, it ended up staying under the number. So they got a number five and a half on the board. The games are basically a pick 'em. It's a weird game. Like um, you know, that's that's it's a tough game. This game, just because. You know, Dallas, Dallas are struggling right now. I don't know. Calgary, one of these teams, I don't think Calgary are very good, but they find a way to win. And in the Boston game, the number's minus 145 there. I actually like the Carolina Hurricanes coming into the series. I like them, like, coming into game one. I thought they could hang around. But, you know, you don't get rich betting against the Boston Bruins, man. The Bruins are just, they find a way to win games. I've almost learned my lesson just betting against Boston once. I don't want to do it. They're, they're a good team, Boston. Uh, they're, they're a solid team. So I, I'm not really feeling the Canes uh, too much. I guess I'll take the Dallas Stars um, and hope for the best. I don't love it, but what do you make of those two games? Yeah, Dallas-Calgary. I like Dallas before the series. I don't know if I love them as much anymore. I, they've got issues. They look terrible against Calgary, to be honest. They, one of the goals they scored was a terrible goal let in by Cam Talbot as well. He should have stopped it. Other than that, I thought they were dominated. I thought they were outplayed. They've had trouble scoring goals. Uh, Sagan has had an injury coming into the round robin. Ben Bishop didn't play that game. And they looked awful in the round robin too, Dallas. So I'm, I like I, I picked Dallas before the series, but I'm worried about them to the point where I don't think I'm going to back them tomorrow night. I'm probably going to pass on that game, uh, Dallas and Calgary. I am going to take another chance on Carolina tomorrow night in game two. You think about this from the hurricane standpoint, they got jobbed a little bit on one of the calls. They had two late scratches, including Justin Williams, who didn't play today. They were outplayed badly by Boston. And yet they still took the Bruins to overtime. Hurricanes have a better game in them, a much better game in them. I'm not selling them short. They're not done yet in this series. I think they even it up tomorrow night. All right, ballsy. Ballsy. Uh, plus 125. Listen, they could. I, I like. I love the resiliency of the team. I think they're tough. I like their character and stuff. But I think they're going to be a day late and a dollar short against this Bruins team. I just, all right, more of a on the other side. Sports Ridge Late Night Level 1 continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci.
Vancouver Canucks skating circles around the St. Louis Blues. Canucks, man, six guys on that team scored more than 20 goals. 20 goal, uh, 20 goals or more. Six guys on the roster. Young, I, you know, we've talked about it. We talked about it leading into the series. We talked about it in the last series. We liked the Vancouver Canucks against the Wild. And I talked about how the Vancouver Canucks, they play a style the same way their coach played as a player in Travis Green. Except the Vancouver Canuck players are more talented than Travis Green was. And Travis Green was a pesky little son of a bitch out there. Let me tell you, right? Like he, Travis Green, there's a reason why he's a coach. He understands hockey. He understands the codes. He understands the rules. He understands like what to do and not to do. He understands what it's like to be a player. Like he gets it. Like I said, except, you know, his players are better than he was. And it shows, and I'm telling you, Vancouver, a dangerous team that nobody knows anything about because they fly under the radar because they play in Vancouver. Uh, but now they're in the hub. Nevertheless, uh, Babano with us uh, for a couple of more minutes. Uh, uh, so, Babano, uh, is the, you know, playoffs have been real, real good uh, moving uh, moving forward. We talked about uh, the games that are going down uh, tomorrow. And then you got the Montreal Canadiens, Philadelphia Flyers. Islanders caps. What do you think about Islanders caps? You think the Islanders uh, can? You think the uh, the Capitals going to bounce back? Or you think the Islanders can upset these guys? Yeah, I took them in Game One. I took them in the series. The Islanders. I, I believe in this team, and I think the Barry Trotz factor is real. Nobody knows the tendencies. Nobody knows the habits. Nobody knows the strengths and weaknesses of this Washington core, which is largely the same core he took to the Stanley Cup two years ago. Nobody knows all of that better than Barry Trotz. And I think he's out. He's already showed today. I think he's going to have a big coaching edge over Todd Reardon. There's nothing against Todd Reardon, but he is, to me, still a question mark in terms of being an elite head coach in this league. I think Barry Trotz has answered that. And the Islanders, you talk about defense, defense, defense with this team. They've got that. But their forward group, Lee, Beauvillier, Barzell, John Gabriel Pajot, they got from Ottawa. This is a deeper forward group than they've had in the past, and they can score more than they've had in the past. And they showed it today, Gabe, coming back to beat Washington. Papano, follow him on Twitter, at Papano. Check him out on Patreon. Part of the Ice Guys. That's the Ice Guys. Sports Race Late Night continues. Bring it. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.